Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I'm your host, Kemba Garcia. And I'm your co-host, Amanda Bell. Today, guys, we have one of my favorite people in the whole damn world with us here today. This man has been, I would really say, one of the biggest pieces in my personal growth. Uh, just aligning with Nick, getting to work with Nick hand in hand um, to build out both my company and his. We'll jump more into that in this podcast. Um, but really is probably one of, been one of the biggest blessings of my 34 years of life so far because he is such a unique, genuine individual. And as you hang out with us through the rest of this podcast, you guys are going to get to know exactly what I mean. So let's welcome to the room, Mr. Nicholas Nick. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited for you to be here, Nick. I want to just jump into telling our audience here a little bit about you. For anybody that doesn't already follow you on social media, will you just jump into a little bit about where you're from, who you are, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Nicholas Nick, and that is my complete name. That is my real name. A lot of people think it's a pseudonym. I guess in today's day and age, that that could be common. Um, But it is actually Nicholas Nick. And uh, I founded this company uh, six years ago. And it's leadminingpros.com, and it's really kind of changed my life. And the cool thing about what I do is we're a lead generation company. So technically, in order for me to be successful, my clients must be as well. So we've kind of changed a bunch of other people's lives, helped them make a bunch of money, and in return, it's it's really been great for me. Uh, You know, I've been at it for about six years as an entrepreneur, and before that, I was a lifetime employee, as I call it, or nine to five, or I never worked nine to five. I ran restaurants and then became an executive. So nine to five was always uh, just over the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, I, I was definitely a career employee for, for quite some time. So it's kind of cool to be uh, where I'm at now, you know, in comparison to where I was. Yeah. And if you are if you are watching this on YouTube, guys, you just got to appreciate the art behind Nick right now. I had to just stop real quick and say that because he has so much custom artwork at his house. I love going out to um, to Florida and being able to visit Nick because just being in the space that you've created for yourself to work in every day is just magical. I'm like, there's just so much Nick around here. I was telling Amanda that you just painted your house blue. You wrapped your car purple. I was like, you cannot miss the man's house on the street. It's yeah. colorful, it's loud, it's fun, just like he is, which is yeah. absolutely great. You know, I had this epiphany the other day about like expressing myself, right? And it really everything I'm doing is really just a form of expression. You know, the good news is other people aren't in control of my expression anymore. You know, for years we have work, we, oh, should I post this? What if my boss sees it, right? Like, you know, like we have all these barriers and stuff. And the day I painted my house blue, two neighbors texted me and said, uh, one neighbor said, Hey Nick, I think someone's playing a prank on you and painting your house blue while you're out of town. (laughs) Okay. And then I replied with and said, LOL. And then he replied and said, well, I guess the joke's on us. then." (laughs) I like it. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I just want to tell everybody watching houses don't need to be brown yellow or gray okay like they can be other colors we don't have to be all muted and uh, i'll be honest with you my house looks amazing the 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 day it got completed three people came by and told me 
how like the FedEx guy, the UPS guy, and then another guy came to like look at my car and like, dude, this is insane. This looks good. And so it's it's pretty cool. Could you have your assistant or Valeska take a picture in of you in front of both your house and your car? Because I want to use it as the icon for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, that I would be so fun. And that's really what this podcast is about, guys. It's really talking about life by design. Because whenever I think about life by design, I really think that we could probably put that picture of Nick right next to it. And that's one of the things that I truly admire about you as a person is that you have built a business around the lifestyle that you wanted to live for yourself. And what I mean by that is when I'm at Nick's house, we wake up in the morning, he one wheels, I don't because I'll fall, but I electric bike, right? But we we ride around St. Pete, we go down to the canal, we're stretching, we're doing our yoga in the mornings, and then very gracefully and fluidly like, it's time to start sliding into business where you're doing it surrounded by custom art, your laptop's out, the water's there, paddle boarding, like whatever, right? And so, but you also, Nick, are a very high producer, high earner, and very successful while you also, I mean, I'm just going to say it for what it is, like smoke weed when you want to, go to the beach when you want to, play beach volleyball when you want to, right? So right. I, I think Life by Design just fits you so perfectly. So would you share with us a little bit about the mindset that it took to break away from that, we'll call it nine to five, but I know what restaurant hours look like. It's like 65 hours a week, 10 o'clock at night, four o'clock in the morning, whatever that looks like. But to move it into a space where you're like, I'm breaking up with my boss and I'm going to live on my terms. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it really started with like, uh, I love the restaurant industry, you know, and it was really, really crucial to me for a long time. And there was no other industry that could have maintained my attention. Like it was either restaurants or military. And it sure as sure as heck was not the military, right? I'm not, definitely wasn't there yet. Um, but that's really where it felt like my life was down to. You know, I need to give myself to something. I remember I went to college, college sucked. I was like three weeks into college and I quit that. I was like, this is stupid. What am I doing here? You know, and, uh, and so I quit college, jumped in the restaurant industry and I really worked way too hard for way too long. And one of the big epiphanies I had was, I was such a great manager in the restaurant days that when my shift would end and another's restaurant manager shift would begin, I would come back in the next day and everything I built would be destroyed. The morale, the customer experience, the systems, the processes, like everything was going to shambles. And I hated the fact that in the restaurant industry, whomever was working that day governed the results that day. And for me, that was a first big error in business. You know, that is quite literally unscalable, you know, when, when it, whenever it's like that. Like, I need my presence to carry throughout everybody's actions all the time, not because some little turd is in a bad mood that I had two people quit. I got a customer complaint coming in and all these issues happening. So that was the first thing. I realized how volatile leadership was and on an in-person level, it means even more. So I knew immediately I didn't want to be in person, hands on, all that stuff. Um, and also because of the time, you know, I can't tell you how much time I save never getting in my car, never getting dressed, 
you know um i mean i i, I literally just put shirts on for podcasts you know or anytime <laughs> someone wants a zoom call and uh and, it, and it's and i love what you said about coming over here because i do like easing into the day i don't even let my customers book with me until 10 20 a.m and then i only let them book until 2 p.m and then my my daily routine is i wake up slowly and naturally i've not woken up from an alarm unless I have like a 6 a.m. flight, there's no alarms waking me up. And and so I really kind of just do what I want. Now, you also mentioned I'm a super hard worker, but what I do is I'm always doing what I want, but I'm always answering my phone, you know? If you call me and I'm eating dinner, hey, man, Nick, can you talk? Yeah, I'm eating dinner, but I can talk. Hey, Nick, you got a second? Yeah, you know, I'm playing volleyball, but, you know, I got I got at least five minutes for you. If I, What can I help you with? You know, it's like, I'm never unavailable, you know, and I can and testify always- to that. I've actually been with you at dinner and been in car rides where you've taken client calls right there and knocked it out. And I was telling Amanda, that's another thing that I really admire about you. I'm like, he, if you call that number, Nick will answer the phone. He will answer. <laughs> well, there's a, well and, and you know, and it's fast, you know, yeah. uh, three, you'd be surprised three to five minutes. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm actually respecting my time because not that I mind it, but if that person goes and books a call, they're going to take an hour. They're going to take 30 minutes. If I answer that, bam. Yeah. Hey, got a question. Boom. Okay, great. Hi, bye. Have a good one. You know, it's like, it's over, you know, (laughs) if we're, if we're booking a call now, I got to dedicate a a whole chunk to you at a later time. And again, not that I mind that. Um, but it's also, you know, learning, learning your flows, but, uh, back to your question, which um, I deviated from, you know, the first one was leadership, and people being so impressionable. Uh, the next one was a physical location. Uh, I think my ego sometimes wants a physical location. I think it would be really cool to be like, I've got an office and why don't you come visit? And I think I really want that as a part of like, uh, like I want to build something physical, you know, yeah. uh, cause I really just have this house, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but I think that would be cool. However, you know, that a couple things, right. You know, it's, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. And it also changes some 1099 laws, right? Like 1099 in order for someone to be 1099, they actually, they, they can't be provided all the tools that they work with every day. Like there's certain rules. So um, more by design, keeping my costs down, not having a place to go to and uh, you know, and then creating a work environment around that. So I guess the next thing to say to that, Nick, is one of the things that you're really great at outside of building a life by design and answering the phone, working hard and all of those things is is really systems, processes and people, which is why I think that you've seen lead mining scale at the capacity that you've been seeing at scale over the last couple of years. And you and I hosted, what did we call that event? That it was it was Profits in Paradise about two years yeah. ago. Yeah. We, we hosted a little retreat together, Profits in Paradise, and you got to come out and work on your business for two days. We should do that again. That was fun. Yeah. We're sleeping that on that. Fun. Profits in Paradise. So we had, I don't know, how, maybe 10 business owners that came out yeah. and worked with us yeah. for two days um, on their business. And sitting back and, and watching you flow in that space was really cool for me too. As well as, I got to tell another quick story. So once upon a time ago, I was looking for somebody to handle. I just needed some help in the finance department, um, AR and AP inside of my company. The cash flow in my company was rolling like crazy. And I mean that 
respectfully in the worst of ways. It wasn't being managed well. And it was, it was really coming to a place where I realized I either got this cash flow management under control or I wasn't going to have a company to have to worry about it anymore. But I really didn't know where to go or what to do. So I ended up making a post on social media and I was like, hey guys, I need somebody in AR. And to my surprise, my business bestie hippie friend Nick responds to the post and he's like, hire me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> hire you? What do you mean? And so we ended up jumping on the phone and I did. Um, I actually brought Nick on to be a consultant for RKG for a year to maybe even a little bit over yeah. a year. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe like a year and a month. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So really building okay. out the systems and processes in the back end of RKG. So when I talk about him being such a pivotal part of everything that I've built, I mean that from the foundation. You can imagine the, the contractor that came and poured the foundation, helped you pour the foundation for your home, really being somebody that's impactful to like the walls couldn't go up without it. The roof couldn't be there without mm -hmm. it. And that's how I look at Nick and everything, the work that you and I did together for RKG success today. It was truly the foundation. And it was what you brought to the table. Um, and I just had so much fun. I, I'm like, Nick is my favorite person to sit around and just nerd out with because we look like we're really beautiful, wonderful, special people, but at heart we're nerds. Like we are both just nerds and it's so much fun to just nerd out together. But uh, it was it was really building out systems, processes, and having a genuine heart for humans that you're so good at. So now I say all that to say, let's look back at lead mining, right? That's been, it's been automation, it's been software, and it's been a really great team that allows you to know that even when you're out playing volleyball, those systems and processes are still working, which is what's made your company scalable. So could you speak a little bit to people on the SOPs, the, the foundation, if you will, to building a company that will sustain a life by design? Because before you can go out and play the volleyball, you gotta know that the bills yeah, are being paid and that the profits right. are being made so we can go enjoy paradise, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and a lot of that came from, you know, the restaurant. So what was cool about restaurants is all restaurants, which a lot of people don't know this, is they are they are managed by their P&L statements, their profit and loss statements. So every day you'd walk in and you pull up the P&L and you see how much money you wasted up until that day. And then you, may, you take action to correct that loss that you may have done. Or you crushed it in the beginning and you have to keep that momentum, right? Those were always the goals. And so... I think my story is very much accidentally like a Bible story. Like uh, one of my favorite quotes I think is from Steve Jobs. And that is, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You know, we have no idea that what we're going through is the perfect life. Uh, it just feels hard. It feels difficult. It feels strenuous, but we're actually learning things right now that we're going to make our bitch in the future. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's really, it's really what's happening. And, um, and I think that I started in this unique restaurant world and there's a lot of problems in restaurants, you know, and I did the same thing in my business I did in restaurants. If the training sucked, I focused on training for two months. I made it perfect. I, I empowered people. I passed it off to people. Then I just checked in as the leader. Hey, how's it going? How's this person doing? How's this going? And then what I would do is I would insert myself into integral moments and the trainee. So like, you're going to train all day when they're done, you're going to come talk to me for five minutes. All right. I'm going to ask you seven questions. That's day one. And now it's just that day two. Boom. So instead of me being the handholder or doing all the work, I do like to start there though. 
And I think a lot of people might argue with me on that point. Uh, I love to do every task myself first. Okay, how can I manage you if I don't know how long it takes me, if I don't know how long to do it myself? You know, that that kind of ignorance allows your employees to take care of you or excuse me, take advantage of you. And what they can do, not that they're taking advantage of you like they're bad employees. However, if you set a precedent that you're paying them full time, but they have you tricked and they're only working half time, you know, they're never going to say, oh, by the way, Bob, <laughs> I have all this extra bandwidth I could have been using all these years. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, they're not. That's never going to happen in a million years, right? So this is why I like doing the task myself. So um, doing the task yourself are a big deal. Systemize, automating them, and then empowering a leader. I think my biggest thing is who's going to ensure that this wheel keeps going around while I look away? And I am an extremely strong leader. I do hold every leadership hat in my company still after six years. Uh, But the reality is, it gets easier. You know, we've done the same thing every day for six years. So, you know, my job actually gets easier as far as systems go. Um, and so we created the systems, we implemented them, we pass them off to a leader, and then we just follow up with that leader. And then we make sure that 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 they actually know. And then another tip I would give to everybody is you want to stress to your team that you want problems brought to you. Employees get this dumbass idea that not telling you about their problems is protecting you. (laughs) Like, what? Like, I'm here to solve all the problems, okay? Like, you're not protecting me, all right? I want to know. But we can't expect people to have that attitude up front. Just how I said no one will ever come to you and say, hey, I have all this extra bandwidth. They also will rarely come to you and say, hey, there's a problem, unless you invite them to. So that's the other thing I do. I invite accountability from my staff. I invite questions and I remain as their, their guru. I'm their guru. You guys come to me for anything, right? All the student, all the clients come to you. You guys all come to me. And then I just kind of keep that flow going over time. And it does take time. Your team starts having all the perfect answers that you give them. What I do now is I, I log every single question that gets asked and every answer that that I give. Not that I don't mind answering things twice, but let's have a log of the perfect answer and what that looks like in case someone emails or something like that. So then I work on just creating systems that what can we reference so our brains don't need to carry the brunt of this work. And that's the last part of the puzzle is always make your employees' lives easier you are going to need that bandwidth for you in the future. So this is why creating a precedent where you know how much bandwidth they actually have and they're not lying to you or tricking you, because when your business scales, Sally who has been putting in half duty. She's not going to be able to make it because if you're about to do three X, she doesn't have that much time to lie to you about. Right? So like when you don't know their true bandwidth, You don't know how far you can scale. And I think that's the other thing I really keep my finger on. And I'm always implementing. I'm like, how can they work less? How can they work less? How can they work less? And you know what? All my employees are hourly. So at first, when I first said, I want you guys working less, you know, they're like, "Eh, that means less money. I'm like, no, bitch. There's tons of work coming down the pipeline. 
Okay. That's not the issue, but I need this shit off of your plate because what's coming down the pipeline is really going to take up a lot more of your time. Yeah. I love that, Nick, really helping the employees be able to understand that. You know, I have to do that in the restorations, too. I'm like, why are y'all dragging your feet on this project? Y'all don't think we got another one ready to pop off and making sure that we're we're communicating that forward. I think that's something Amanda does really well with her team, too, that I've learned a lot from her on as well is, is inviting the problems um, to come forward and inviting the accountability both ways. Amanda, do you want to share a little on that, sister? Because I just think that you crush that at a high level, too. So we do, we do always invite the problems to come up. I like to share with my team. I prefer to hear any, uh, any critic or any problem from you before I hear it from an opposing counsel, before I hear it from a client, before I hear it from anybody else. I want to hear it from my team. So if you foresee anything uh, with this transaction, with another member, with the way we do things, I would like you to bring it up before anybody else. And then let's brainstorm on it. So the team and I really enjoy brainstorming I invite them to also bring me the solutions. So I love how you're talking about taking time off of the members. The truth is, is these members usually know a really great solution to free up some of their time and move things down the pipeline a little bit quicker. Um, we're usually head, you know, head first in all of the next steps and getting creative with what's currently going on and what's what could be coming. Um, and so these guys are currently in the moment of you know, in the midst of the problems or of the actual transactions, if you will. So inviting the team to bring the solutions to me or different systems and things like that. I've, I've had a lot of success with the members really building out almost every system we use today, a team member has brought to us. It wasn't something that I spent right. time finding. Well, and that's, that's the reality, right? If it's not your employee coming to you, it's a customer, which means you've lost money definitely. Right. And it's like, by the time a customer says something, my rule of thumb in the restaurant industry was if someone's complaining, at least 10 people have experienced it, mm. probably 50, you know? And so it's like, that's the other beauty of employee led solutions. Um, and the other thing I used to do to give people, because a lot of people, they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. Like I remember yeah. one time I was like, why didn't you tell me? And they're like, I'm going to get in trouble. And I was like, where's the trouble? Where is it? <laughs> Where is the trouble? Like, what are you talking about? You're not going to be grounded. You're not going to be suspended. Like, what are you talking? Because it's like, we get taught as kids that trouble is like this, like ghost of Christmas past. That's going to like come up and bite us in the ass, you know? And, uh, and so one of the things I told my team was whatever you, whatever you bring to my attention, you're immune to the consequences. I don't even care if it's your fault. You steal someone, you come to me, you tell me you stole from someone before they do, I'm going to figure it out. Right. <laughs> I love if that. that person comes to me and says, you stole from me. Like you're fired. No questions asked. Like I would tell them that if a customer comes to me, I'm going to have to take greater action than if it, if you come to me, no issue. And I'll never forget. I had this kid that worked for me. God, I, Mark, Marcel, some some real fancy name. And, uh, yeah, someone, <laughs> a real fancy boy. Um, and uh, Nick, Nick, I don't know what happened. My table, they're walking out. I have no idea. I think I forgot to greet them. Nick, please, please. I swear to God. Nick, please, please help. I literally take off running. I'm like, all right, all right. I grab a business card. I, I write on the back, you know, free meal. And I'm like, and because I, one thing I would do is I don't talk them back into staying. Like, look, I get it. You're leaving. I get it. 
Got it. All right. Next time you come, next time something happens, you can, you can come back in. I'll take care of you. That's great. You know, why don't you bring your friends and your family next time? And I'll show you what this experience was supposed to be like. Right. And then I would have a chance to go out and save them. And that's a perfect example of what happens. You know, that person doesn't go and tell corporate. That person doesn't leave. She may have a bad taste in her mouth, but she's now looking forward to the three friends that are all going to eat for free whenever yeah. they whenever they show up. Well, I love that. And I think the secret sauce, which we've looped all the way back into, I think that's divinely perfect. But the reason why systems and processes in our teams are so important is because it does dictate our client experience, which either hinders or grows the business, right? And Nick, that's one of the things that I just love seeing your evidence of success post on social media when you talk about how successful the clients are that are utilizing lead mining um, particularly you focus in the real estate space with the investors. So being able to get their hands on real estate that profits them twenty, fifty thousand dollars And sometimes they do it with an ad spend of like 500 bucks with you, which just blows yeah. my mind. I'm like 500 bucks be turning into 50 grand over here when yeah. you hang out with Nick. Um, yeah. And your team is the one that is providing these results for these investors, which is why they continue to call you for leads, right? If I mean, who wouldn't put $500 in the machine if 10 grand's gonna pop out or 20 grand's gonna pop out or 50 grand's gonna pop out, which is why you said earlier, the phone rings less. I don't even, that may be before we even hit record, but the phone rings less, but your business is growing. So right. more people are putting in orders, but you're spending less time on the phone. In my mind, I wanna chalk that up to a lot of repeat business, a lot of repeat business from people that get really good results when they stick money in the machine, money comes out of the machine and it's because of the systems and processes. And what um, you said on your Facebook poster, I don't know if I made up this word or you did, it doesn't even matter whether I can't, but the nickness, right? That uniqueness, yeah. that blue house, the purple car, that all the yeah. art, that, but that special little flavor that just is the nickness that gets sprinkled on all of your processes, all of your team, that really allows your team to go in and, and crush it at a super high level for the for the client. So I just want you to speak a little bit about that side of it, like what the client's experience is with lead mining and the success that you guys have seen in that growth. And if you'll if you'll finalize that up, I know you got a team meeting to go lead today and we appreciate your time, but if you'll just wrap that up with how people, I know you said the website at the beginning, but just how they can connect with you on all the places. I think you also put out great social media content. Um, so maybe just tell them where they can follow you, how they can get a hold of you and just be part of your journey, man, because you are just fun. <laughs> You're just no, fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and there's a, there's a couple things to that. You know, with with the business, I really feel like I'm like a customer experience expert, and you know, I'm also a huge pain in the ass. So I use my pain in the ass to fuel a better customer experience. You know, and I kind of use my own weaknesses as strengths in this area, and. The other thing that I do is I make sure that my employees are happy. Like no one's upset that that works for me. If they are, it's literally my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Even if they're upset at their life or there's something happening outside of their life. Like I really consider leadership to me as being a performance coach to, to my team is really what leadership is. And so like, it's my goal to make sure that my staff is very happy and the systems I've created of paying my team, um, every, I, I treat it like Uber, that my employees only work when they want to. And that's great. That means that I can never get in the way of their daughter's dance recital. I can never get in the way of any doctor's appointments or anything like that. You know, so I think happy employees is a big part of a great customer experience. And then 
I also think it's really clear communication. Like I'm super authentic. If someone calls me and they want to buy leads in Phoenix, I'm like, I, a Phoenix sucks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire us in Phoenix. Are you open to a different market? Yes, I am. Okay, great. Well, here, here's what we found that you're going to get more leads in a rural market than you are in a saturated one. I mean, it kind of sounds like common sense, but you'd be surprised, you know, with a little bit of guidance that my client, and I think this is a part of our, I don't equate this to the customer experience, but I'm a wealth of knowledge. So when they get me on the phone, I know what they're doing wrong. I know what I've been doing this for six years. You know, we did 52,000 dials last week and we got three, we got 415 leads on 52,000 dials, which is just crazy, you know? And so it's like when you do something at such a great repetition, you know, you really just have to go back and focus on what is the customer experiencing and I do something unique and I'm really authentic and I tell them exactly how to look. You can call me every time I'll answer. If you need something from the team or a question about your campaign, message the team. If you need consulting or coaching, message me. And so I'm not. And so when we say customer service, I just want to say like, that's not people pleasing, right? Actually, in some cases, it's the exact opposite of people pleasing because I have to set the boundaries set the standards, set the expectations, and then and then we carry on with that experience. And I remember one of my first customers a long time ago said to me, um, he said, Nick, you know, I didn't close a deal, but you did everything you said you were going to do. And that's, and that's all that matters. And so it's like we, I think we look at integrity, I feel like very much so when it comes to the, the customer experience and, and how well do I want these people being taken care of? How much does my reputation mean to me when people come through this experience? And that doesn't all come naturally. We don't start at the best, you know, but the trick is to start, fuck up, learn, become the best, you know, and then we have to do those things uh, each step at a time. I just love that so much, Nick. And I love and appreciate you so hard too. So guys, I'm going to shout out the website one more time, leadminingpros.com. Head over to the website, check out all of Nick's services, skip tracing list uh, that are great, by the way, because I get them from him. Um, I've also personally used his services. So I've had the leads come through and been able to call and set appointments with these people. But um, cold calling, text messaging, skip tracing, all on leadminingpros.com. So go over there, check that out. You can also find, Nick does a lot of content on Facebook. So Nicholas Nick Facebook. on Facebook. Um, is that, that's your, that's your best social media, right? That's the one you're on the most. Yeah. And what I'll do too is uh, when, if for when you post this, I'll give you, I have, I created a quick link that's very short and just brings people directly to my Facebook. So oh, if fun. they want to follow it, but yeah, Facebook, I always say, you'll see it first. If, if we're on Facebook, you'll, you'll hear about my dad passing away. You'll hear about my business success. You'll really kind of get a really full view of, of who I am. I try to, I'm not like the Lambo guy. I'm more like the, Hey, this is all the horrible shit I've dealt with in the past guy, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and I try to have a good time with it. Yeah. You, you are very authentic and that's why I love following you. And thank you so much, Nick. Go crush that team meeting. Let's keep these results going for 
all of these clients of Lead Mining today and that team that absolutely loves to work for you. I also know that to be true because I've been there and I've seen them. So love you so much. Thank you for coming on. And everybody, if you got any value out of this podcast or you had some fun with us today, I don't know how you couldn't. Nick is so much fun. Um, But do us a favor and be part of the ripple effect that never ends. As we continue to bring on high-level guests on the Becoming CEO AF podcast, our mission is definitely to help you on your own journey of becoming CEO AF. So we bring on guests like Nick that have been able to do that in their own life and are very passionate about being able to share with others to do what we call raise the vibration of the planet. So anytime that you hear knowledge, you know of something that should be shared, don't just sit on that, right? Go hit the share button and make sure that you're part of the ripple effect that never ends with raising the vibration of the planet. Love you guys so much. We'll see you on the next episode.